Hello, welcome to Gamers Table. My name is Eric. My name is Michael. My name is Oz. I'm Brandon. This is Shannon. What are we talking about this week, Eric? This episode, we are going to talk about starting a new podcast. Whoa. <laughs> Way to drop it on us. <laughs> another one? We're starting another one? That's right. We only have like 10. Much like a, a father with a bunch of illegitimate children, I just want another one. <laughs> I just can't stop myself. Um, I, I feel like you have a free night somewhere in the week and you're like, ah, I can fill this. That's right. That's right. I'm like Krusty the Clown. I've got a little spot on my butt here for another nicotine patch, right? <laughs> oh, wow. There's an image. I want to talk about starting a new podcast, but do it as if we are doing a session zero for a new campaign. So what Eric is saying is we're actually going to start a new podcast tonight. <laughs> um, mostly it's just an exercise in to see, you know, kind of like I want to apply some of the same theories, you know, of group dynamics and things like that, that go on with creating a campaign, a collective creation of a campaign, as opposed to, all right, we're going to play this game. It's going to be a, an adventure path that's kind of set in stone. So when you start a podcast and everybody on this episode is in a podcast, so it makes uh, it makes sense to have no, podcasters uh, talking about, you. right? You're on more podcasts than I think almost anybody except, nope, you're like the third most because I think Michael's ahead of you mm. and Oz is like in every podcast. I don't, I don't think so. I'm technically only in one ongoing podcast. Yeah. I mean, I edit two, but I'm actually in one. Oh, well, then Shannon wins. Yep. I'm in yeah. three. <laughs> I mean, I guessed on a lot of shows, but none of them last more than three to five episodes. Oh, well, this, yeah, just because you, you don't last does not make you less valid, Michael. Thank you. I've been trying to tell my wife that. <laughs> A lot of times when podcasts get started, it's someone has an idea for a podcast and they're going to, they say, Hey, my friends, I want to make this podcast. Do you want to do this with me? How you said that just made it seem like, Hey, my friends who definitely exist and I'm not making up. (laughs) Hello, fellow humans. Right. Exactly. A lot of times it is a very one way street. This is what I want to do. Are you in? And there's nothing wrong with that. That's certainly a way of doing it. But when somebody wants to start a podcast, especially somebody who's never podcasted before, a lot of times it's like starting a new podcast is easy. And I think it's easier now than ever before. But for the most part, I think you a lot of people go into starting a podcast not really knowing what they're in for. That is absolutely true. Unless you've done it before, you have no idea the morass you're stepping into. I think um, I would guess a number of people that want to record their own podcasts are familiar with podcasts in some form or fashion, right? They've been listening to something or something has triggered them to think this is something I want to be a part of. I want my group to be a part of. And I think that there is a distinct difference between what you hear on a podcast or, you know, whether it be an actual play or a discussion podcast or whatever. It's a big difference between what's happening in the final product and what's happening as it's happening when it's being recorded. Yeah, I think a lot of people would probably, if they were just starting one, if they're getting the idea from another one, it's probably the thought of, my group's way funnier than this, or oh, my group yeah. does this better mm-hmm. than that, <laughs> my group is way more interesting, and let's put that on mic, and then they do it and they realize we're not nearly as interesting as I thought we were, <laughs> or, or they get mic fright, like they don't want to oh, yeah. speak, or yeah. Um, a lot of that stuff kind of plays into it. I think, I think people assume that talking on a microphone or talking at the table is natural. And it is when you're playing at a, at a table with your friends. Yeah. But you throw a microphone in front of somebody and 
typically, unless they are that type of person or they've spoken on a microphone before or had performance experience, they'll freeze up. Yeah. They will go blank. They're not ready for the experience of trying to record and continue to make it sound natural and lively and like, you know, all those other things that you get with experience in doing podcasting or performing. <laughs> a mic etiquette. <laughs> oh, right. oh yeah. 100%. It is really interesting because I kind of come in at this from a different way because so all of my gaming is so intrinsically tied to recording. Like not every game I've played has been recording, but my first one was. And shortly after that, I think my third or fourth one was. Not very many people can say that because that is such a unique way of getting into the hobby. Because It really is. Yeah, because uh, for the most part, it's like what we were just talking about. It's a group of people, you know, like what Brandon says. It's we're funnier than those motherfuckers. Mm -hmm. You know, our games are way better than all that stuff. And so then you go into it with that kind of a mentality. And you know what? Having that that chip on your shoulder or, you know, that's that that load of self-confidence. There's nothing wrong with that. No, it's good to have confidence going into something like that. Oh, because you have to have something driving you because without it, you're just right. an, an asshole with a microphone. Right. Uh, I was actually uh, talking to Gage about this. You have to have a certain level of hubris, mm -hmm. right, that you mm -hmm. believe that people either want to hear what you have to say or will enjoy what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And you have to believe it because otherwise, why are you doing it? I think that's all okay as long as that doesn't dominate. It, that doesn't – is not your, your complete driving force because I'll tell you from firsthand experience, if you're playing with a group and especially if it's a group of friends and they're not all podcasters to begin with or whatever, not all of them are into it. Yeah. And not all of them have time for it and not all of them really, really want to have what they say out there. Talking about mic fright and things like that, yeah. sitting in front of a mic talking about games or playing a game and then having it released, that is one thing. Streaming it live, completely different story. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because you definitely... 100%. Yeah, it's because it's, it's so much different than a just normal conversation. A normal conversation, you and I could be talking, somebody else could be talking, we could all... And even interject with each other. But usually if you're recording it, you want to give time for a full thought to be said right. or action or something and then respond. And it's it, it's kind of hard to break that sometimes because it's kind of hard um, on our game night where we don't have mics in front of our face. We have the omnidirectional mic because mm -hmm. sometimes you forget it's there. Yep. And Especially when you put fucking chip bags <laughs> and shit in front of it. It's right? funny that that's where that is because it's, it's literally in the middle of the table and that's exactly where all the fucking snacks go. <laughs> <laughs> and we only buy the loudest fucking bags. Right, so. right. Yeah, everything's in a crinkle bag. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, and, and sometimes, you know, and that's that's a problem too. Maybe you want it to be more familiar. Maybe you want to be able to snack. Well, you're recording. You can't snack really. You, or if you do, it needs to be something soft. It needs to be something it's not going to pick up a mic. The the episode, uh, as we were recording this, the <laughs> episode that was released just a few days ago, um, there's, uh, it's, one one of the listeners actually made a comment about it because they were like, what? Did, did somebody just uh, uh, turn on a fucking rabbit vibrator? What the fuck is that noise? <laughs> and it turned out that the, because uh, uh, Fear the Boot records their regular show in a, like a, a small like studio room and they have a game room in a different I room. Just me. <laughs> and so what they did was uh, one guy went in and sharpened a pencil with a pencil sharpener, but the studio mics were on. 
Oh, geez. So it's it was like all of a sudden just we're talking all of a sudden you hear. <laughs> it's so funny because in the room you could hear the. Oh, <laughs> my God. So. You know, but that happens sometimes when you're recording and you'll all be on the monitor. You'll all be listening. And suddenly something kicks on. You're like, everybody stop. There's a sound. We have to figure out what that is. Something you normally don't have to do when you're just playing a game around a table. But uh, as soon as you've got audio equipment involved and microphones and you can hear a buzzing or your upstairs neighbor in the apartment turns on their vacuum or uh, somebody's moving in outside and, you know, you've got moving trucks and all that noise going on. I mean, it's it's a whole nother level of things you have to think about or worry about when you're trying to just play a game and maybe record it and make it available for people to have some fun with. Right? Or uh, your neighbor's mowing the lawn. That I was happened, just going to bring that up. That happened all the time <laughs> when we still recorded in the other town. Right. Yeah, we would go to Jason's house and we would pl- we would record on Wednesday. I was talking about Sean's house. Oh, yeah. that. Well, yeah. But and, and the, when we would play over at Jason's, because Jay- we would play on Wednesday evenings and we would get there at like six o'clock in the evening. Well, in the summertime, Jason would get home from work and he would mow his grass on Wednesdays. And then we would sit down, we'd set up the mics and all of a sudden every neighbor around him would start up their lawnmower because Jason mowed his fucking grass. He, the trendsetter. <laughs> he set the domino in motion. Exactly. These are all things that you never think about when you're listening to a podcast, unless you hear it. And then you're like, what the fuck is that noise? I can't listen to this with that buzzing going on or whatever's going on. It's, it's that level of you have to think about your environment. When you first start a podcast, you have to make some very fundamental structural decisions, right? Are we only going to record at the table or is this going to be a remote group or is it going to be a mix like what we're doing tonight? You know, and each one of those things has its own problems. What were you talking? <laughs> what, did somebody say something? See, I don't even really know if they're fucking with me anymore. So, um, but yeah, you know, so you have remote remote guests or things like that, and especially if you don't have video going. I don't know if they're freezing, we're freezing, yeah. or things like that. I, I do like the video a little more because usually the, the other thing about doing any kind of podcasting or recording is you, you get visual cues when somebody's about to speak so you can not speak over them. Right. And doing it this way is a little hard because I have no idea if they're about to say something or if they have some like and they'll just kick in every now and then. And it's like, oh, shit. Right. All that stuff, unless you want to do minimal editing, Mm -hmm. all of that stuff gets cut out. Yeah. So you really don't know. Hopefully it's seamless and and the, the listener never knows. Right. And again, that all depends too, depending on what type of podcast you're doing, whether I mean, whether you're doing an actual play or you decide, you know, my friends and I are witty and funny and we are opinionated on a lot of topics. Let's do a discussion podcast about something. Right. Uh, kind of like what we're doing right now. I mean, this is a discussion with like five people about a topic, right? right? You're looking at that and you know, talking about that. It's like th- the decision needs to be made. Is this going to be a roundtable discussion podcast, where, which is what we're doing right now? It's just right. everybody kind of taking their turns. Is it going to be a pardon the interruption where everybody's screaming at each other and, you know, somebody has a, a silence debate. button, a debate. Exactly. There's other things like, um, Shannon and I did a, a, a reaction podcast to some other thing where we would watch an episode of something and then we would react to it. Yeah. You know? I totally forgot that we did that. <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, it was when, um, Titan's grave. Uh, yeah. It was Titan's grave. So yeah, Will Wheaton did his Titan's grave episodes and then uh shannon myself and chris hussey would would talk about each one of the episodes right after like it it dropped Mm -hmm. and uh 
I mean, that those kind of shows are really fun because you're really just discussing that very fine point of the one thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. so there's all kinds of opportunities for just a, a sit down and talk podcast. I mean, there's like what Gage does, you know, he interviews somebody, mm-hmm. you know, and then talk for 30, 45 minutes about, you know, what they're into or what they've, what they've got going on and things like that. There's also a format that seems to exist where it's like a literal round table where each person like takes their turn to talk. Oh, like about. a news panel almost. Almost. Or... Yeah. Oh, right. Right. Like, right. like, Eric would say something, Oz would say something, Michael would say something, I would say something, Brandon would say something, Eric would say something. Like, oh, and like it everybody just goes, gets their turn. Yes. <laughs> right. Round Robin. I, I don't like that. I think that'd be terrible. Because then you'd have to, if you were trying to make a point to somebody, something somebody said. Right. What was the name of that old, you. what was the name? It was like on PBS or something like that, where the one guy would yell at, at like, you know, Shannon. And then, you know. Oh, yeah. What was that? Uh, I don't, I don't remember. I know exactly what you're talking about, but yeah, he, he was very uh, enthusiastic. Uh, my idea, well, where I'm coming from with that formatting was mostly because like whenever we had uh rest and glitch face take, take over a gamer's table the mm-hmm. very first time, right. it kind of ended up being that because I felt like no one was really comfortable yet. And so they each felt like they needed to take their turn versus just having a conversation. That's a great point, Shannon. Eric. Oh, like the McLaughlin report or McLaughlin, something. McLaughlin, yeah, yes. It, yeah. It's exactly what it is. I knew one of them would know it. <laughs> right, yeah. exactly. So and it was always Dana Carvey playing uh, McLaughlin, I yes, believe. Yes, on like yeah, SNL. Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> so, but yeah. The, I mean, Sharon, Sharon, full Aaron, go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, you have like your news, like round tables, kind of like uh, Bill Maher has, you know, everybody gets their turn, yeah. all that stuff. You have Q&As like with uh, with Gage or, you know, like inside the actor studio kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. That's what uh, what they do. So, I mean, you do have a lot of options with the, the, the talk only. They're much easier to produce and much easier to edit. Especially if you do, if you're doing where everybody takes their turn, that to me that would be like the easiest fucking thing ever to edit, right? Oh my god, yeah, speaking to the choir right there. (laughs) So you know where you take it up to the next level, and and you know more difficulty would be the actual play or having Shannon uh, having to edit Shannon. I would assume be that's just that's just rude. You know that's true though. Yeah, it is true. Yeah, they hate him because he speaks the truth. I am the truth sayer. I have uh, uh, on resting glitch face. Uh, I often apologize to Oz because of whatever happened. Right. Or Oz, can you put that five <laughs> minutes earlier so I don't sound like I don't know what I'm talking about? Oh my god, I tried to do that to 35 Pedro. Thirty-five minutes earlier. <laughs> I, I tried to. I tried to do that to Pedro one time, and he was not having it. <laughs> well, as you understand, Shannon has zero concept of time, so I'm not surprised to hear that five minutes was actually thirty-five. Oh uh, yeah, it was an episode of uh, of the Conan uh, actual play that we did. Or that we're doing. And uh, there's one part where Brandon says, uh, remember when we talked about how extra Shannon is? <laughs> that is exactly 100%. I don't remember that happening. And I was, <laughs> I was there. You were extra because you kept, uh, what was it? She kept, she kept wanting to do, redo the intro. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. no. I didn't, I didn't redo the intro. I just stumbled through that bitch. <laughs> I, I kept going and it was terrible. But, uh, did you edit that? Someone edited I did. it. I did. Uh, cause I was Good trying job. to talk about it on the discord and they're like, oh, it sounded like it always does. I'm like, oh, oops. <laughs> oh, it's, it's because she was, she was 
oh, my volume needs to be this. Oh, that's too far. You need to go back. Oh, that's not enough. Oh, can I get this? Oh, oh we need yeah. to do that. that. Yeah, that's only the people who listen to the Raws of uh, Resting Glitch get the full feel, <laughs> unless you're sitting at this table, yeah. you know, uh, mm-hmm. of, and not only with, with Shannon, but with Lindsay mm-hmm. and with Dorothy. It's like, I, Maddie's pretty... You know, she's pretty low maintenance. We, we really Everybody. are all disasters, which is why we make a podcast full of characters who are disasters. And that's I, why it's uh, so popular. Yeah. Apparently, I can, it's, it's I a can thing. second that. <laughs> so. Well, I shouldn't say I can second that. I can second that from my experience. Shannon's a disaster. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, starting a new podcast, it's, you know, I have this, I have this concept of we're, it's going to be a group of, of uh, ladies and we're all fucking disasters. And <laughs> we're going to have to That was try- not the concept for Resting yeah. Glitch Face. That just happened. No, that's the new marketing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. New marketing. That's been the <laughs> that's- marketing since day one. <laughs> what do we want to do? We, we want to do a, uh, a structured discussion. Podcast, Never. Or we want to do a chaotic discussion podcast or do we want to do an actual play podcast i, I want to do one thoughts? of the ones where we yell at each other the whole time mm. uh, hail chaos not on discord so an actual play <laughs> 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 right an actual play where we we all hate the game right oh my god yes can you imagine just doing an actual play podcast where where you hate the game and you hate each other and you just yell the whole time no. i think that's a great idea Hold for on. a podcast this this has legs this is perfect okay you all choose a game that you don't want to play at all and you throw them into a hat and then you pull out which one oh, <laughs> and then right, you play right, that and then right. you, yeah you all hate the game I think that'd be great. I'd love to listen to a bunch oh, yeah. of people hey. play a game they absolutely cannot stand. Hey, well, because and- everyone has to learn rules yes. that are horrible that they don't want to learn. Yes. Right, right. And, and it's basically for a one shot that nobody cares about. Exactly. Yeah. And you'd have, but see, you would have to have like an agreement that you can't just say, fuck you, I'm not playing. Yeah. You know, so if I reach into the hat and I pull monster hearts out, <laughs> you have to fucking play. I, right? I so want to play Monster Hearts because I I feel like it'd be so fun to just with mess the with right people. group it could be it can be Super a lot fun. of fun yeah. with the wrong group it's just a awkward. bunch of it's awkward yes <laughs> very much um I think for April Fool's Day we should do an episode of Rest and Glitch Face where we're all just angry and yelling at at each other <laughs> for April Fools you say yes <laughs> um, okay. I've heard that raw. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's been a couple of them. <laughs> One or two. Yeah. So what do you guys think? What, what, what's, uh, what kind of a, a podcast would you, uh, would you want to do outside of the ones you do? Right. Right. I mean, it could be. This is for our to, new podcast. This is for the new podcast. This is for the new baby. The real problem is whenever you have a podcast empire, like side tangent productions, uh, mm-hmm. and then you also do podcasts. <laughs> Wait, with did you say other empire? People. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Evil empire, right? Yeah. Yes. And then you also do side podcasts with other people. You have to find something that's different from all the other podcasts you do because combined you do like eight. Okay. So what we're saying is we can't let Shannon decide because she's we're, she's already got her, her toes in every pool there is, right? You have your toes in as many pools. <laughs> <laughs> we also can't let Eric decide. That'll be fun. Man, I think it's up to us. That's frightening. I hate making decisions. Brandon Banana, over to you. <laughs> I, I think the idea would have to come Ooh, from something you... Brandon Banana Hammock. <laughs> <laughs> that it's better. It, it would it's have better. to be something that you 
don't already do, obviously, but something you've never done before, I think. Because if you if you're wanting it to be new, it should be completely new to you. Okay. Right? Because you don't want to do the same thing. Sure, you know, I do three things. I do gamers table. I do Big Twenty. Yeah. And trench monkeys. Mm-hmm. All three are topical things. Mm-hmm. How do I not overlap? Oh, you have different people. True, and yeah. and one of them, I one well, of those three, I don't even I don't even say anything. Yeah, but, it's all different mindsets for each one of those groups, right? But so if I was going to start another podcast, it probably wouldn't be a round table discussion because yeah. I'm already doing three of those. Mm-hmm. If you were going to start another podcast, the only way it could be topic based would be if it were interviews. That's yeah. that's the only field we have left. Right. Well, and then I was thinking if we did a talk one, what about something like we do a reactionary thing about The Mandalorian okay. or The Witcher or maybe, you know, what whatever's out that season, you know, then you're then you're beholden to will that show continue? You know, you only have so many well, episodes you can talk about. Yeah. I mean, if you did if you did it topically around a medium like that, I mean, you're constantly going to have new things popping up. But the thing you know, is, we could do we could do a podcast that was uh, an episode by episode analysis of the A team, right? <laughs> oh, that 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 right there. Let's do it. A team, Battlestar Galactica. There's Battlestar Galactica, 1980. There's a like, podcast who does that with Parks and Recreation. Oh my god, that's awesome! Or yeah. we could do one. Uh, we could do one around Happy Days. We could call the podcast the A team. <laughs> <laughs> For God's sake, you could pick something completely off the wall or something that maybe ran for you know do one on gun smoke gun smoke ran for like 30 fucking years jesus there's so many episodes of gun you know or mash you know bonanza right exactly some of those old shows that lasted forever Forever. the problem with doing the a-team is it'd be the same discussion every well (laughs) you know that's funny they got shot out a lot you brought that didn't negate it michael brought that up and the first thing i thought of was a group of military vets talking about the A team episodes. You know, <laughs> that would be fucking hilarious. It'd be kind of interesting to maybe do something like that around maybe how something, maybe something more modern, make it about how realistic some of this would be. Right. Do uh, like, yeah, do talk about uh, like I mean, Jack Ryan. Yeah. You know, I guess the question is, as we're talking about this topic, are we kind of, are we focusing on gaming podcasts or are we talking about podcasting in general? Because the Lord knows if you have an interest, there is a podcast for it. Mm-hmm. Right. I, guess, I think it's in general because gaming podcasts, I think all of us at some point have that down. <laughs> well, and I think, and, and that's another, that's another point of, of starting a new podcast is what finding how, your niche, finding your niche and how big of a pool are you jumping into? Mm-hmm. If you're starting a D&D actual play, you're you've got to really shine because there are some really 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 good ones out there. And unless you're not worried about that and you just want to do it because it's fun. And I would say if that's well, what you want to do because it's fun, then do it. Yeah. You know? I would say like as we as we go into this topic of starting a podcast, really that's one of the first things you have to figure out for yourself and as a group. Are we doing this because we like it and it's fun or are we doing this because we want to try and turn it into something? Right. Right. Because both of those paths are completely different. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I think if you're doing something like that, though, it should be for fun. If you're not doing it for fun, it's going to get really old, I think. Or you're going to have a mm. lot of uh, disagreements and it's going to get venomous. I, I think you can do it for fun and also to turn it into something. But there's also like just doing it for fun and not caring where it ends up. If I'm going to go that direction, then I would say combine the actual play with the reaction videos in the alien cinematic universe. Because I absolutely fucking love that system. 
Oh, and so okay. you can do reactions to all the alien movies. And then once you've got those under your belt, you roll right into the game. Eric, can, write that down. We're still, you could even, uh, <laughs> you could even do playthroughs of, of like different scenarios from the movies or something like that. Too. What's that? That's, that, or, you yeah, know, that's like the, take, one of my favorite co- podcasts, film re-roll. They play through movies as role-playing games. Yeah. Or to take your, to take Oz's concept, like one step further, right? So you you have a section where you watch the alien movies, then you play the alien role playing game. Then you start where you watch Predator and you play a Predator role playing game, or you know you go to different properties that actually have game systems built around them, right? Mm-hmm. And experience the movie or the media piece, whatever television show, media, whatever, and then you go experience the role playing game and see how they compare. Yeah, does this feel like the movie? You know, does mm-hmm. this feel like the source material? I think that's a good point because whenever you play a role-playing game based off of an already established like property, you have to have that feel because that's the expectation. If, if well, that's what you, that's what you're going in for. You yeah. want that feel. You're mm-hmm. you're playing this because you want to feel like like I want to feel like Vasquez or I want to feel like Luke Skywalker or right. you know I want to feel like Indiana Jones or you know right. what have you. You're going for that. I mean, if you especially if you're playing something that's a property that's a known, you know, IP. For the most part, I think people would have an expectation going into that. Unless you're one of those people that, you know, lives in a cave and doesn't experience media very often. And then you'd be like, oh, this is an interesting system. Who is this Indiana Jones feller? Right. Exactly. <laughs> is there an Indiana Jones game? You keep saying that. And if there is, I, I don't know why I I'm stuck on that. Happen. I want there to be, but I don't think there is. <laughs> uh, I believe that was Savage Rifts when I played it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, yeah. There, there was an Indiana Jones game. It was called The Adventure System. Uh, oh, many, many moons ago. And it's not real easy to find nowadays. Um, and as I recall, it was kind of, it was, it was very different for its time because we're talking like the mid eighties, mm-hmm. you know, crunchy RPGs. And it was kind of a loosey goosey, uh, system as I recall. And it also had cards based to it, which was like taboo back then. So which is so funny because they're all attached now. Oh, yeah. Every game has a card deck. Something. Now. Yeah. All right, so... Ahead of its time. Sounds like a great game. Why aren't we playing that? Right, exactly. All right, so a podcast based off of uh, an IP. I, I like that idea. A base, base it off of an IP, and then you, you do reactions or something like that. To I, Because that's the other thing that I was going to bring up is one of the things you have to establish very, very early on in a podcast is how often are we going to record and how mm-hmm. often are we going to release? Mm-hmm. And... How are you going to deal with people not being there? Exactly. And that's that's the big strike against actual play. Because if you're doing something where it's, you know, it's a prolonged actual play, somebody can't meet every week or every other week or however often, you know, you you plan on doing this. That's the session zero conversation you need to have, right? Mm-hmm. Is are you going to be able to make this a thing? Because we're recording it and we're relying on everybody being here. Or if you can't, there has to be a reason in game to say that you're not there. Or are we going to, and I've, we've done this before, play without the person. And because we have a uh, extended release time, have them somebody play their character and then have them read lines, mm-hmm. you know, and plug them in or do it. Our sky's a glass way and you become a Muppet. And that's the other way of doing it. When you just don't give a fuck and just go, well, so-and-so is not here today. So they're going to be, they're going to fade into the background and, you know, just be open about it, yep. you know, not trying and you know, be like what happened to Timmy. Well, 
And again, there are instances, and I can speak to this from experience as well, where you have a long-running actual play that has to cycle through people due to life changes. Right. Mm -hmm. And you're not only at that point, you're not only just trying to make it easier for your player friend who needs to go on with their life and do something else. Then at that point, you have an audience that you have to consider as well. You have to deal with Um, your fans who are still upset that KO left. <laughs> uh, that is a thing that does happen from time to time. Uh, but I'm it, you on know, your Discord. I see it. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, it's but it's one of those things that, like you know, we didn't anticipate when we started. We never thought about it. It never was even a concern. Yep. Until it happened, and then mm-hmm. you know we're all kind of left figuring out the best way to deal with this and move forward for a show that prides itself on improvisation and really not scripting out our storylines, we had to sit down and figure out an exit. Mm-hmm. Right. And it was actually one of the more difficult things we had done up to that point because we don't play that way. At best, Chris writes, uh, you know, a third of a page of bullet notes that he'd like to work into a session. If we happen upon those things, and but then sometimes, you don't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then sometimes and Chris might have his notes and we sit on the ship arguing for an entire session. Yeah. You know, right. about something that is not even of consequence. Right. Who left what, the seat up, right? What's what's that like, Eric? What's uh, what's jamming for that like? <laughs> uh, it, honestly, it, initially it was like, and, and it's funny, you're, when we were talking about resting glitch, it's kind of the same way. Mm-hmm. And that, uh, and I've talked to people who've gamed with me before and who've listened to the show and they go, how the fuck can you stand it? Because mm-hmm. they don't fucking do anything. And I'm like, at first, I'm like trying to push them to do stuff and I'm trying to set things in front of them. Like, here's the carrot or here's the clue. Go <laughs> find it. Here things. it is. Um, we don't care about it. Nope. And then throw that carrot in the garbage. Right, it's like, who the fuck eats a carrot? <laughs> yeah. Um, fuck that carrot. What's, what's, <laughs> what's the meme about carrots? It's like, are you trying to kill me? <laughs> <laughs> but now, now that I've, I've kind of accepted my fate, <laughs> it's more. It's very easy to do that because it's gotten to the point where the players know how the characters are going to act and react. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to provide a whole lot. It's just, I know what's going on in the background. Players just do what they do. And here's a situation or here's something that you didn't look at three months ago and now it's in your face and now you have to deal with it. It's a lot less bookkeeping on my part. Like Michael said, you, you spend an entire session arguing in the ship. The game master doesn't have to do anything, you know, mm-hmm. just sit there and, and enjoy the conversation. So there's nothing wrong and, with that. And again, that all goes back to that type of podcast you are, right? If mm-hmm. you're a discussion podcast or if you're, you know, talking a roundtable type of podcast, right? Your planning for your sessions and everything else is totally different than someone trying to do an actual play or a, a let's play type of situation. You might plan out topics. You might have an agenda. You may say, these are the points I want to hit in our conversation, but maybe the ca- conversations can be casual and free flowing, or maybe it is a schedule, like agenda based conversation where you have to hit these talking points right. or in an interview where you've got 30 minutes to get a list of questions out. And if one answer runs way too long, well, guess what? You're cutting your list of questions on the fly. Right. You or know, or the a, person you're talking to is a poor interviewee. You yes. Uh, mm, yeah. Again, that's another, just, there are lots of things to consider when you think about, I'm going to produce something and put it out into the world. Right. Like here, what are, what are the various things, right? Well, we all know you need equipment. We all know you need to be able to have some kind of home recording setup or some yep. portable recording setup if you're going out somewhere. Right. Yep. And that again, equipment varies. So you've got different price points. 
there are people that say that this microphone's the best one, that they, they say this one's the best one. Right. You know, some people have to get soundboards for multiple recordings in one room or multiple microphones in a room. Yep. Uh, there's lots of, I mean, Eric, you are certainly very familiar with, I, I could see your little recording setup here. Certainly some time and effort and expense went into that. Oh, absolutely. Uh, a lot of trial and error too. Cause I, mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not like a trained audio professional. I don't know going into this. I had no clue what I was doing. It was like, well, what should I use? I, I don't know how many, uh, like blogs or, uh, other podcasts. I, I, if a podcast would talk about, oh, here's my setup mm-hmm. and they would set up like show pictures or whatever. I would like blow those pictures up to see exactly what it was they were using. Mm-hmm. Or if they would say, oh, I use, you know, uh, one of my favorite ones was uh, Dragons and Flagons, which I think is no longer with us. Pour one out. Um, <laughs> it, they said that they used uh, Sony Acid Studio for their audio. And I was like, mm. I was like, oh, what's that? So then I looked into it and I was like, oh, that's pretty fancy. So I got it. And then for regular like episodes like this, I don't fucking, I don't touch that. I don't like it. But for actual play, for layering music and sound effects, it's fucking brilliant. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things where I, I picked that up was like, and you know, there's people who use, you know, pro tools and you know, all that shit, but I'm not going to pay that kind of money for, for a hobby. I'm already paying enough. Yeah. So, you know, things like that, I, I, I would constantly listen to, you know, what do I got to do? Hell, um, if, if, if you're looking at our uh, secret Patreon uh, closed caption television, you can see that I've got <laughs> uh, sound panels on my walls here. There's actually sound foam. You can't see it from the camera, but there's uh, sound foam also on the other side. And some of these panels are actually made with sound foam. I made them myself just from watching YouTube. You know, how to make a sound panel for under $5. Uh, another another great thing about a podcast. Exactly. Fix it in post. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. My favorite words. <laughs> right. I love being fixed in post. <laughs> like, I stutter and I, I'm just bad at words. Uh... Yeah. I feel like there's a joke there, but I'm going to let someone else handle it. No. no don't, don't look at me. Don't make bad jokes. I can't help it. You know, Shannon, I make bad jokes. <laughs> and and that's... You listen, you listen to the show. Yeah. You're on the Discord with us and Redemption. You know I make bad jokes. <laughs> but that's, uh, that's also another thing. Um, I'm glad we kind of segued into that, is editing. Yep. Because editing... A podcast can be super fucking enjoyable. It could be super informative or entertaining. You can have the best people playing your game, best hosts, all that shit, but you don't have somebody who edits well and it still or, sounds like garbage. I really enjoy listening to actual plays. I listen to Redemption. I listen I listen to like probably 10, I think, actual play podcasts on pretty regular basis. Um, and for me, it's really, it really is a hundred percent that is editing with skies of glass, like, or the lack thereof, like, it's a good story and you guys are funny and you guys are interesting and you do a really good job of like being in character, Royal, you not you specifically, but also you You specifically, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but like Chad specifically does an amazing job. Like he does amazing character work. But um, it's just, it's still so hard for me to listen to Skies of Glass. And whenever I did listen to it, I started listening to it on 1.5 and that made it a little bit more <laughs> bearable, right. but it was still rough and I ended up stopping entirely. Yeah. Sorry. And, and that, that Sorry, kind of gets to, no, I mean, I completely understand. Michael, how much uh, editing does, uh, 
Kaylee still does the editing for, or is it? Yep. Or, Kaylee I, is Kaylee is indeed our editor, and uh, she does. I believe it's an average. I think she's got it down to about six to six and a half hours of editing per episode. Right. How long is the episode? Episodes for us are an hour. Oh, yeah, uh, that's, and, that tracks. And we uh, we typically record when we record. It is a it's usually a four to six hour session that we break up into multiple episodes. Right. Yeah, we do the the same thing at Without a Net. I think we run uh, about a three three and a half hour recording. We can knock that down to two, maybe three episodes. Between Bams and I, it is four hours editing for every hour of recorded podcast. Right. And people do not understand that. No. They editing takes time. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Like my wife is like, I was talking to her just the other day and I said, oh, you know, um, we did a uh, a Promethean actual play and I, I, I had to separate myself from it because I, I just really wanted to kind of come at it with fresh ears to kind of come up with the, with the story for it because it's it's something that I kind of want to turn into it, um, a role play drama. And so I sat down and I started working on it again. And I was like, because um, I don't know, I've, I've probably talked about this before, but whenever I do role play dramas, it's completely different than the way that I do actual plays in that oh, yeah. I, I, I keep character stuff, char- you know, player character stuff, uh, and very little, uh, of my own like GM direction and, and things like that. So I would listen to, let's say an hour's worth of recording and I would listen through and then I would take out, you know, I would like edit out the things that you know, like myself or, you know, maybe some table talk and things like that. And I was like, man, this is taking fucking forever. So with this one, I decided, you know what, I'm going to do it the other way around. I'm just going to cut or just copy and paste out the stuff I want to keep as opposed to the stuff I want to get rid of. And it's it's like, a, you know, it's like an artist working with negative space. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and it, it. I feel like with how you do role play dramas, that's the better way. There's going to be way less work. <laughs> and it is. And I was like, I knocked through an hour of recording in just over three hours as opposed mm-hmm. to, you know, four or five hours. Mm-hmm. And I tell my wife then, she was like, three hours? For how much? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's the way. I mean, hell, it would have been a lot longer if I did it the other way. Yeah. And they, you know, people just don't understand. I had, I had a, a funny side story is I had this idea and it's, it's, I'm not, you know, I'm not the kind of person who's going to sit on my idea because someday it's going to be worth money. Um, <laughs> it's, um, I had this idea of doing audio books for role playing games. The problem would be, of course, to you'd have to ha- be able to bookmark it or you know be able to jump to different sections. Mm-hmm. But it was for mostly for visually impaired people and things like that, so they can enjoy the things that I enjoy. So I was thinking about it, and I talked to a couple of uh, game producers, and I was like, "Would you be interested in something like this?" And of course, the answer is yes. And I said, "Well, how long? You know, what what would it take?" And I'm like, "Okay, well, I, let me do chapter one of your book, and and I've done this with regular books, and I've done it with game books." All I did was chapter one and I, and they said, okay, that sounds great. How long did it take you? That took me six hours. So if you're going to pay me, you know, 30 bucks an hour, that's six hours of work. Well, I can't afford that. Okay. And it's like, I see this all the time. Pay your Mm -hmm. artists, pay your artists. Artists don't Mm -hmm. work for, they don't want to work for exposure. It's time. Editors don't want to work for exposure either. And so Mm -hmm. you're either going to have to do it yourself or you're going to have to pay somebody to do it. And I mean, I'm so glad I'm so glad you're you're getting into that because it's one thing that I think nobody really anticipates when they start something like this is how much time that is going to take. Right. How much of your life editing is going to eat up. Mm-hmm. Uh 
you know, I only have to edit like things on a very small occasion. Like if I'm sending some audio to somebody, like if I'm doing some work with Chris, right. Uh, with, with, uh, with Hussey, I might send him a file that I've clipped together that I've done some limited editing on. And, um, maybe that's a five minute clip and it took me like an hour to get it edited the way I think it sounds best. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's before Chris even gets to it and then listens to it. And it's like, Oh, this is garbage. I got to fix it. Right. Yeah, exactly. And that's just for a small, like a little five minute clip that he may run in an episode or, or what have you. Yep. Like there is so much going on when you're looking at multiple tracks and you're looking at hours of recording and ums and mic etiquette and coughs and food noises and or, all the yeah. things that no one wants to hear. Right. Yeah. Or somebody talking, product. yeah, talking, somebody talking over somebody or behind somebody. Oh and, God. And, yep. <laughs> People looking t- away from Mike also. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I was talking with Palmer from Radio Free Detroit when he was doing the Blackout storyline for the uh, Shadowrun 6 edition release. And he showed me. So, a, are you name dropping right now? Is that name dropping? <laughs> yeah, that's a little bit of name dropping. Okay. Radio Free Detroit. Listen to Just it. making sure. Yeah. So he showed me uh, his, his Audacity file for a five second sound effect that he was doing. And it took him six hours and it was about 42 separate tracks in order to make this one sound effect. Wow. That's that's what editing does. Yeah. It's like the end result is amazing. Like everybody who who does this editing part, once they listen to that finished that finished piece, it's like this is amazing. I did this, but yeah, man, I mean, yep. at thirty bucks an hour, it's even then it's not enough. Right. I, I think the hour, the time that you were talking about initially was just raw editing. Yeah. Oh yeah. It wasn't even soundtracking. No, no, no. no, that was just and, yeah, just clean cleaning the audio, just taking the pieces that I that you know, taking out the pieces I don't want or putting taking the pieces that I do want. Yeah, that's just raw audio. There is so much to it. I mean, I had a conversation with Dan uh from Fear the Boot about it uh not too long ago where he said that they've been doing their show for 175 years. So <laughs> oh, I yeah, thought it was 180. Not yet. They're oh. they're just about there. Um but They've been doing it. Uh, they've been doing it as long as Hussey's been alive. So that's really, really long. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> so and Hussey listens to this because so because if you, if you didn't get that, Hussey's old. <laughs> Happy 176th birthday, Chris. Exactly. Uh, we talked about it. It was like there was a time where it was like I can't edit this anymore, and one of the other cast members ended up taking over editing. They now pay an editor to do it. But sitting down for your session zero for your uh, podcast, you talk about, hey, who's going to shoulder this editing load or are we going to share it? I think one of the most important conversations to have when starting a podcast is who's going to do what, because it's not just recording. It's not just editing. It's who's paying for uh, equipment. Mm Mm-hmm. Are we going to advertise? Who's paying for advertise? Who's going to run the social media? Oh, Who's going to get the word out there? Like, what all avenues are we going to, you know, cover? Right. Exactly. You don't think it's like, oh, well, I'll do it. You know, that's no big deal. I'll do it. I'll handle the Twitter account. And as today accounts for as <laughs> as, as we're rec- recording this, uh, sometimes you get tagged on somebody who has thousands of followers and all of a sudden your your notifications are going crazy and you're not even in the conversation. These things happen. Maybe there somebody is creeping on on you or somebody, you know, another member of your of the your royal you. Or the royal you, you know, is creeping on you or creeping on one of your listeners or things like that through your social media. These things happen. And guess who gets to deal with it? The person who's taking control of the social media, you know? We've been pretty lucky and Mm -hmm. not had a lot of creepers. 
But like when you're doing an all women podcast. No, well, yeah. There's gotta be creepers. Th- yeah, and you have to have somebody to vet that stuff. What? No, come on. There's right. No, there's no way. Dealing with oh. that level of stuff. And if you're gonna have merch. Yeah. If you want to do merchandise merch. and you're and you're not gonna do it like through a service like T Public, is that the one we use? Yeah. T Public or like something like that, where you're like doing in-house merch, like that's another job that's mm-hmm takes a lot like to get the shirts screen printed and ship them out and stuff like that. Right. That's just that. I mean, and the graphic design, if you are doing T public right. graphic design, the shirts. Yeah. You got graphic oh, yeah. designs, graphic design work. Um, then there's also community outreach stuff. And I'm not talking about going to soup kitchens. I'm talking about other podcasts wanting you to be on their show or to if you're record a bumper. Enough. Well, yeah. I mean, and that's the, the secret to, RPG podcasts is that this community is generally pretty good about including people and wanting people to be involved. So we've got a show, you know, I mean, shit, two of the five people in this conversation are from other shows. You know, it's like, Hey, come and enjoy and have a conversation with us. It's not a, it's not a gated community. And I learned the hard way that that's the way it's supposed to be. The idea, and, and, and it's very punk rock, but the idea that I'm just going to make my show and I'm going to put it out there and whoever finds it, finds it. Uh, okay, do that. But well, I, mean, I mean, it's like the old, it's the old uh, zines all over again, right? I mean, like people just made things because they wanted to make them right. and passed them out. And you know what? If they, if they took off, they took off. If they didn't, they didn't. But people right. just kind of shared the thing they wanted to share. Right. But it's even better when you have a community, like you have other people making zines who are like, oh, hey, your zine's awesome. Let's collaborate and right. do a zine together right. and get the word out for both of our zines. Yeah. Or like with I, mean, I don't know what too. that's like. I assume it's cool. But I mean, you know, well, you know, just saying zines <laughs> is, you know, you know what? Michael's the one who brought up zines. <laughs> I didn't bring up zines. <laughs> I don't know what it's like with zines. Uh, that's a little before my Internet time. <laughs> you know, well, I mean, it's before time. You're, I think that's just before your time. Probably. Right, right, right. Yeah. Your time. And that's not time. that's not me being judgmental. Shit. I'm just making a comment that I think zines were popular maybe before you were born. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's funny is when you were talking about that, my I wasn't even think I was thinking pre zines. I was thinking like underground comics. You know. Yeah. Like you know, like Fritz the Cat and shit like mm-hmm. that. You know, or even like you said earlier, punk rock bands. Yeah, punk I, rock comics. I, I was punk thinking was underground. I was thinking post scenes. I was thinking web comics and like the early days of web comics. Yeah. Yeah. And I how mean, a mm-hmm. lot of them like ended up. It seemed like for a while all the major web comics knew each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like they would work together and they do guest strips for each other. So like you can go to, you know, our Stevens website and view his comic and then he's going to have a guest comic from John Allison or Daniel Corsetto or like all these other. But they all kind of like collaborated. It was very, you know, mm-hmm. minimal. It's not like, hey, you're you're taking on my comic. It's just like, hey, I like what you do. Will you do a guest trip for me sort of thing. Right. And that's that's what a lot of the people in the RPG podcast community do. Yes. It's a lot of, hey, we really like you. We really like your stuff. How about one of you know one of you come and do a guest spot, you know, or just do a mm-hmm. do a a holiday special thing or, you know, or just something like that. You know, it's these things are, you know, it's it's intrinsic to the community. 
and it helps well, and, build everything. And one thing the community tends to value as well is, uh, as you kind of mentioned before, is diverse voices. So if you can get, uh, like, if you can get people on your show that are outside your regular cast, and, and if people that you know in the community or that are doing other podcasts or what have you, you can bring them on as guests. I mean, not only is it good for your show from an, from an exposure perspective, but it's networking too. It's being able to commute, like to work together with another person or another group and make something wonderful. Yep. Mm-hmm. Sure. I'll tell and, you. I mean, we, we even do some uh, outreach like that with Without a Net. Like we are doing a COC campaign right now and we've got a second group of people who are playing cultists that are drawn entirely from our fan base and they're excited. They're overjoyed to do this. And so when all of our listeners hear this go on, they get excited too. It's just awesome all the way around. I think that's a really good point too, is incorporating your audience into things. And that's something that Gamers Table, we did that pretty early with one of our first actual plays. We actually had a contest of make characters for our next actual mm-hmm. play. So the, the community made the characters and it wasn't like, you know, like the, you didn't have to make a character you know on a page. It was it like, was, here's the concept. Here's the concept of the character. And then, you know, whatever, or you could, you could make up the entire character. Uh, we did that with uh, Tower, Rest- of Tower of oh. the Ape. Yeah. But with resting glitch, um, we're doing that for season two. You know, we, uh, Oh, we are with the Kickstarter. Yeah. We had, uh, Oh uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> but we had Shannon. What shows are you on? <laughs> I I don't know. Um, but so yeah, we did kind of the same thing, um, where you know people are actually making some of the NPCs, and there are some people who are going to play their characters, you know, on a recording, and people love that stuff because they want to be involved, not just as a passive participant, but they want to be an active participant in the thing that they love. And people love that level of inclusiveness. And I think that, hell, I'm, I'm thinking about the one time I did uh, a, a guest spot on Redemption. That was one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. And it was because I don't play that way. So when Chris had me play this character, he's like, oh, okay, here's your, you know, let's talk about your the character. director. It was. Uh, oh no! It was the. I, I, I don't sorry, think the director. Gets to know. <laughs> the director was somebody else. It was uh, you were playing the uh, the bounty hunter, right? Yes, like Can, the Kandar uh, yes. Folan. Yes, I was. I remember his name, but it was it was these things where I said, "Okay, Chris, you know, I'll play. Yeah, I'll play." And he's like, "Okay," and we'll meet on you know this day. And I was like, "Okay, cool." And I was like, "So, what do you want me to say? Do you have a script or something?" He goes, "No, just play it." I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> I, I, I don't know what to do. Okay. I'll just, I'm, so I ended up just like riffing for like 30, 45 minutes. Um, you know, just kind of like, okay, these are the bullet points he wants me to hit. So that's what I'll do. I'm really glad that whenever I did a guest spot on Redemption, I had Lindsay with me. Oh my God. <laughs> what do you mean? Oh my God. That was golden. We you played, guys, no, we they the were best space. You and Lindsay were fantastic, Shannon. Thank you. <laughs> the shit show sisters. Yeah. <laughs> After we finished recording, I was like, well, we did Resting Glitchface Proud. We made Redemption Pod as uh, as chaotic and ridiculous as our show. I don't know. I think we do. I think we do a decent job of being ridiculous. Yeah, you Uh, do. We do. We we specialize in awkward. Awkward is really our brand. One hundred percent. Oh, man. (laughs) I was going to follow up on something that Eric and I think the rest of you were also talking about, too, is that it's that community aspect, right? If you put together a podcast and if you start to grow a small community, then you also kind of have to engage with that community, right? Yep. So that might might be on social media and Twitter and Instagram, most things might be on a, something like a discord where 
you know, you have a place where the people that like your show can come and meet and all talk about things that they like and hopefully not offend each other. Or you have like, again, there's a level of like support, like a Patreon where, you know, you can have people that donate to your show to help you with expenses and costs or to, uh, or help you maybe get to conventions if that's uh, something that's fiscally difficult for someone who runs a podcast. Right. Uh, but again, there's that whole hey. community part, but not just engaging with other podcasters, but engaging with your listeners. And that's a whole nother learning oh. set of learning curves. Well, yeah. and conventions are another thing that you can mm. do to engage with the community. Right. Doing something like that is, it's super cool, but I'm also the kind of person is like, I don't feel like a lot of the things that I do is great or whatever. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So then it's like, uh, I remember the first time I met uh, Pete Patricia, who's, uh, he's one of the hosts on uh, Big 20. Uh, I remember the first time I ever met him, he grilled me on these questions that I was like, I don't know what you want me to answer. I'm not, you know, how did you do this? How did you do that? How did you do oh. this? And I'm like, Pete, I don't, uh, I, I don't know what you the want. F- well, the, I, the first time I met Pete, I wasn't even on the regular show really. I was on maybe a couple episodes like mm-hmm. here and there. But the first time I met Pete, Pete knew my name, everything about me, everything I'd said. <laughs> like, And he's like, asked me questions. I'm like, how does this? <laughs> I got, and I was taken back. I was like, how the fuck does this guy know well, so much? <laughs> well, and it's because how we met Pete was he was wearing a gamer's table shirt. Yeah. He's at a con game and Mike and I were playing and Pete was at a different table. But we noticed his shirt and we're like, hey, we're on that show that's on your shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Pete's just one of those very genuine people person. Like he's oh, a yeah. very genuine person and uh, he just loves people. Yeah. Like he's mm-hmm. very He loves people. He loves games. He loves podcasts. Yeah, he's great. So, he's great. Especially if you're going to be, you know, in, in public with people that listen to your show. Um, you know, like Michael, you guys do uh, a catacomb. And that's, we do. And that's, you know, that's a, a group of people that listen to your show. So, yeah, the first time I did that, that was odd. Uh, there was a gentleman actually that came up to me that saw my badge. He might have seen me. He might have seen my picture on the website or whatever. I don't know. Uh, he, but he saw my badge and he just walked up to me and he was like, Michael, from Redemption. I'm like, yeah. He's, and he just goes, D. And he, he does <laughs> an almost perfect impression of my character's voice. And it like completely took me aback. And then he's proceeded to talk to me about for 10 minutes about, how he loved the show and loved what we did and your character and all this stuff. And it was a really odd thing. I come from a performance background. I sang, I I did drama. Like, so I'm not, I'm used to being on stage. I'm used to all that stuff, but this was a whole different thing. It wasn't like I, I was just, had just finished a performance or it was like, you know, coming off a stage or whatever. Uh, it's literally somebody I don't know in the middle of a hallway spotting off to me about how much he loves my work and i'm thinking literally you do the exact same thing i do yeah it's just not on a microphone like you do it around a table and this person was uh, an amazing gm john neary for those of you who know him he is an amazing game master and he's so full of life and so full of energy and he does this all the time around a table but there he was complimenting me about this thing that for me was we do it for fun it's a laugh you know hey we enjoy it it's mm-hmm. just so weird. And that happened a number of times. Like we have, we've had to do panels and a couple of you have also done panels. I mean, it's nope. weird to do a panel about this thing that you do. You're, you're sitting in front of a, a room of people who want to ask you questions about this thing that you do. And, and they're, they might be asking for advice on what to do or how you get into a mindset or whatever. And it, like, I think the first panel we did, like that was the thing I kept coming back to. I'm like, you guys, you all do this. You might not record it and put it out there for the world, but you all do what we're doing here. Anybody here can do what we do. 
I want advice. It's not on, an exclusive thing. I want advice on doing a panel. <laughs> like, right. Do you have that? Uh, I, I can give you my advice, which is, you know, roll with it. Like, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's all right. you can do. Yeah. Uh, like, luckily, we had like a moderator that was helping us like talk through things. But at the end of the day, it's just, you know, you have to get a room of people that's comfortable asking questions and you have to be comfortable answering questions. And that's really all that is. You're never going to give out like sage advice. It's not like you're necessarily dropping big mind bombs on people because most of the things they're asking about are things that they already kind of know what to do or know how to do. A lot of it is validation. A lot of it is confirmation bias, right? Like they, they want to hear that what you're doing is similar to what they do. I think a lot of people also like this is coming from my stance as an audience member, as someone who listens to a lot of actual play podcasts. And a lot of it is just like I listen to you regularly. I listen to you weekly or biweekly or whatever. I want to participate in a conversation with you sort mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. Michael, you're talking about uh, you coming from a performance background and things like that. I, I'm going back to that because I had a thought of this is so much different because when you're doing a performance, a, a character or or whatever, you're injecting some of yourself. I mean, that's part of the process. But mm-hmm. when it's your player character in an actual play, you're really, in a lot of ways, injecting yourself more than a character from a play or oh oh 100 100 sure yeah and so to have somebody come and tell you how much they enjoy that to me i I mean i don't come from a performance background so i've never had that where people say i love the way that you played othello but you know it's to say hey i really love this character that you play on this game or even on the flip side i fucking hate that character that you play i get that more than i get that. um yeah but know. that's almost more endearing but it, that's well, the point usually the, right? well if the point is to make a completely despicable or unlikable character and somebody tells you that then i go Hoo-hoo, success um, have you ever not made, made it completely despicable, dis- despicable? <laughs> sure Man, I've tried, but everybody's loving him anyway. <laughs> Name a single likable character that that I, as an NPC or as a player character. Period. <laughs> Kmore, I'll, I'll get Ouch. done. I'll get back to you. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Kmore is pretty likable, or he's the big bad guy. He's got Who you knows? all fooled, right? Oh uh, yeah, right. <laughs> I'm, just I'm like on the rest board. of them. <laughs> I'm on board with everybody. He's a bad guy. That's just so you can kill them all. I haven't killed a single person. No, no. So you yeah. eventually, when you snap, you just don't feel guilty about oh, killing man. all the NPCs. I really wanted uh, spoilers for uh, season one, but there was there was a branch, and Eris almost went down a really dark path, <laughs> and I'm really sad that that didn't happen because <laughs> she probably would have. But going back to kind of what we were talking about with uh, your player character and somebody coming up to you and telling you how much they like you. And it happens, you know, talking about with Pete, you know, saying, hey, I really, you know, know this, know that, know this. Starting a podcast, there is a level of privacy that you are giving up. Yeah. And you have to be hyper aware of that. Mm-hmm. Unless you just don't pretend it happened. Well, and see, and I and I, I actually talked to Gage about this, too, and I've talked to a, a other people about it is that it's okay. I mean, some people it's like, okay, I just don't want, I don't want to be doxxed online. Nobody wants to be that, but there are people who, if information about them comes out online, they could lose their job, Mm -hmm. you know? And so they're like, you know, if I say something about my job by accident, you have to edit it out and you have to be cognizant of that as the person who does the editing, or at least, you know, even at the table, if somebody knows, you know, Johnny can't talk about his job because he will get fired or even his wife's job, 
you know, or whatever. Yeah, if Johnny's a hitman, and Johnny can't <laughs> talk. You know, for for the government, he can't talk about that stuff. You can't talk about that stuff to him because it could get him in trouble. So having somebody at the table baiting him to try and get him to talk about that shit. Yeah. I mean, you've got. I mean, that's something that those are the, the the laws you have to lay down from the beginning. We are not going to talk about this because Johnny's a hitman. Maybe Eric it might be helpful. If we like kind of just recap some of those basic steps we were talking about in regards to like kind of the things that we discussed, right? Sure. So like coming up with your concept or the, you know, even before that coming up with the reason that you might want to do a podcast, like making sure everybody's on board with that kind of that same reason and that same energy, right? Um, nah, don't worry about any of that. Turn mics on, start talking. Uh, once you hit 30 minutes, stop and then just put it out there. <laughs> <laughs> Fix it in post. <laughs> Fix it in post. And that's how Resting Glitchface wins awards. <laughs> I mean, we do have an award winner sitting at the table with us, uh, too, right. in that's fact, right. I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yep, uh, yeah. Yeah. Sh- Shannon actually has two because she, she, she has one on all on her own and then she has one by virtue of the whole group has one. So she actually has two. So yeah. There you What's go. that feel like? Dust the shuttles off. Awkward. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's, that's something else is when you start getting recognized, not just, you know, for who you are, but what you do and, Oh, this is really, really good. And here's this award or here's this special thing. And it's like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. Uh, so I found out and like, I was shaking. Like I, I was excited and I was like, ex- like, I almost said excited a second time. She was excited and excited. <laughs> I was doubly excited um, about it. But then like, and th- that was great. And it was great. And I was really happy that I won it. And then I have conversations in real life or like with other people who are podcasters or other people who are doing this. And they're like, oh, you won an award. I'm like, this is awkward. Why are we talking about this? <laughs> <laughs> Embrace it. Well, and, Embrace and, it, Shannon. Right. And, you are an award winning right. uh, right. participant in a podcast. Yep. There's, sadly, that is a very small thing, the, meaning there's not very many people who can say that. And that's just, that's a damn shame because actual play podcasts or podcasts in general are so important to so many people, you know, mm-hmm. to that, that they don't recognize them as uh, a fucking disaster. I'm really glad that Audio Voice Awards had, had done it so that it's like, we are something separate. We're not running up against the Magnus archives. Like, we'll both win the award, but right. we're in a different category. I'm glad that they added the improv yeah. category. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Well, and to be fair, again, a lot of those awards are people are are submitted for them by people who listen. Yep. Mm -hmm. Right. Absolutely. So uh, when you get an award for something like that, it's not just because you did a fantastic job. It's because you reached an audience that was touched by your show and the performance that you gave and thought that you were deserving of that award. It's not just a panel of people who were like, yes, we listened to the show and we think you did a very good job. I mean, this is your audience who's coming back and saying, hey, we love what you're doing and here's a small way we can show that. Right, Mm -hmm. exactly. Which has been amazing. Thank you, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) To kind of uh, springboard off of that for because I just thought of it is once you start building this audience and if you don't have a clear vision of what you want to do or where you want to go, then sometimes you end up like, well, we can't do that because the audience won't like it. Or we can't do that because this is what's expected of us now. You know? Oh, I hate that. Yeah. And it's like, so now we can't grow 
because the, it, it, a level of fear sets in because it's like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I'm afraid to make a step now because I just keep doing what I was doing because what I was doing got me popularity. So I'm good. And then a lot of people don't realize that you probably got where you're where you're at for doing something different, not doing the same mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. Just doing what you love. Well, it becomes stagnant. I could see that happening too of, you know, oh, well, we need to keep going despite the fact that we're not having fun anymore because, you know. It- well, I mean, that's the, that's the danger we run into with all media, right? At some yep. point, the show we've been watching has been on at least one season too long. Yep. Like people, you know, for whatever reason, for one reason or another, whether it is because they love what they're doing, because they love the story they're telling, because they're inside it and they're having a difficult time seeing it from the outside, maybe they don't know when it's time to hang it up. And that's also something that's good to know about. Like, it's okay for a podcast to have a finite life. Yep. It's okay for there to be 20 episodes of a show and for it to be done. As long as the people doing the podcast or, or performing are all comfortable with that and and are all good with where they've left the story and the story they've told, then that's all that needs to be. Six episodes, 10 episodes, two episodes. Like, again, it's all kind of up to you as the person creating and as the person that's uh, that's distributing, your audience, if they like what you're doing, will follow you to the next thing that you may decide you want to take on. Have an exit plan. All right. So an exit plan is a great idea. It really is. Put that at the end of the list of our list. We're going through exit plan. Exit. So strategy. should we? So should we knock out the list? Yeah. Let's uh, let's talk about. So what are some of the high points of? Uh, um, I I blinked out for the like the last hour. I don't remember anything from the <laughs> uh, show. All of it. All of it. Everybody it's, just it's, listened it's, to everything. She's here. still bathing in the fame from the Audioverse right. Awards. So, so we have to give her some stop slack. It. How about everybody bring up just a point that, that, that kind of resonated with them? We'll do it that way. So good equipment. This is even worse. Oh, good equipment. Yes. Very, very good very good uh equipment. A lot of times with audio, especially, you get what you pay for. Or at mm-hmm. least an understanding of how to use the equipment. Yes. And yeah. YouTube is your friend. Factor factor in time to edit. Yes, indeed. Find your niche and do what you love. Uh final thought. Uh I'm gonna throw this out there before we go. I think we've landed on the the focus of this new podcast that we're we're talking about, and it's going to be retrospective discussions about where certain media has jumped the shark. And we'll call it <laughs> Jump the Shark. Perfect. <laughs> That's perfect. Sounds great. <laughs> great. Nobody's doing that. Uh, we'll, we'll definitely have a hit on our hands. Right. We'll That's start, right. We will start with uh, we'll 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 Let's find, start with Happy Days where they actually where they jump actually the jump shark. the shark. We'll talk about the jump. Yeah, and then just kind of build from there. We'll just kind of find where did it all go wrong. And wait, even do you if, start with Happy Days or you end with Happy Days because it's a literal shark both. jump? You jump that you jump the shark when you jump, do the jump the shark episode. Oh, oh wow, meta. That's really meta. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Oz, thank you for joining us this episode. Well, thank you for thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. I always love getting a chance to talk with y'all. With y'all. And yeah, what is likewise. And what is it that you do, Michael? Uh, I, I am Michael. I am part of the Redemption Podcast. It's redemptionpodcast.com. It is a Star Wars actual play that uses the Edge of the Empire system and takes place during the Clone Wars. And we've been going for about five years now. We have a, a good backlog of material. And uh, if you enjoy awkward romance and uh, and some sad commentary with some interesting action in between 
Give us a listen. I feel uh, like people who are listening to this might just be into that. Yeah, might right. be into I that, know, right? I'm um, into that right now. <laughs> I also I guessed on a lot of different things. You'll see me on, on Twitter. So at loser MLW, loser MLW is my social media name for pretty much anything. So if you find someone named loser MLW, it's probably one of my accounts. And I am not all that interesting, but you know I'm funny once in a while. So give me a follow. You're also on Twitch too, aren't you? Uh, I have streamed. Uh, so the game I was on just ended on Sunday, oh, this past Sunday. Uh, we, we are we are no longer <laughs> streaming that game. It was called Return to Greyhawk. Uh, so my Twitch streaming days are basically on hold right now. Now, what what uh, you're saying is you're transitioning to something that we're going to do. ATU well, yeah, extracurriculars. What, what, yeah, what I'm saying is that if you happen to you know know people who have some Twitch streams and would like uh. Uh, another cishet white guy uh, <laughs> to play in their games. Uh, I'm totally available, and uh, but no, it's it's it was a lot of fun. But I'm not really streaming anything right now. But again, you can find me on social media everywhere. I'm in a lot of things that Gamers Table does. They like to have me in as a guest once in a while, and I love uh, love being able to hang out with all of them. Michael so. is one of our silver bullets. <laughs> <laughs> And what about you, Oz? What do you do? Uh, I am Oz. I am with, uh, I haven't LLC'd it yet, but I'm with Beamburner Media, which is a part of Beamburner Incorporated. I do sound editing for Resting Glitch Face uh, or Audioverse Awards winner Resting Glitch Face. Ooh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, like that. Uh, I also do uh, sound editing for Without a Net Podcast, who has just finished their Shadowrun campaign. They've been podcasting for about two years. Uh, we're doing Call of Cthulhu now, in which I play the world worst Englishman that everybody hates yet loves because I'm awesome. Wait, when you say world's worst, Oz, is it because your accent isn't good or you're just a bad Englishman? Yes. All right. Perfect. <laughs> Covered all the bases there. You can find us at uh, on Podbean to search for Without a Net. And uh, as for social media, man, I keep quiet. Uh, I'm mostly on Reddit. You can find me on the Shadowrun subreddit writing uh, culture stuff about the sixth world. My Reddit name is Ozer, O-Z-U-R-R. And you will probably find me on Discord on the Gamers Table Discord channel. If you want to go to the Gamers Table Discord, I think it's on our Twitter page. Should be. It's definitely on the if Resting not, Glitch it Face. it will be now. It's definitely on the Resting <laughs> Glitch Face in the pinned tweet. And you can also find me, obviously, on Resting Glitch Face, but I'm also on World Walkers Podcast. Find that at worldwalkerspodcast.com, probably. And Shannon, who are you again? I <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> uh, award-winning. Yeah, Audioverse award-winning Shannon. What do you do? <laughs> Audioverse award-winning Shannon. <laughs> yeah, that you have to, that, that, that becomes, that you have to say that for everything. This is... Audio version word winning channel. No, I can't. It'll ruin my. It'll ruin my brand. <laughs> no, no. This is this is a gamers brand. table. Oh. This is gamers oh. table featuring the yeah, audio exactly. version word winning. <laughs> exactly. Chat. Exactly right. Okay. All right. I'll You're now a feat. You, you are technically like in any production. You are a feat. Yes. Yeah. Feet. Right. Audio Averse Award winning. All show. right. So please go listen to World Walkers featuring Audioverse Award winning <laughs> <laughs> podcaster Shannon. Uh, World Walkers is a uh, act- actual play doing Pathfinder 2E. It's about a world hopping adventurers, and I play a crazy gnome named Tristana. You can find Brandon and I on Fear the Boots, uh, uh, Skies of Glass, ap.feartheboot.com. Um, and then you can uh, and here and here, always here. I'm always here. Gamerstable.com. Gamerstable.com. Restinglitchface.com. Restinglitchface.com. Yeah. Award winning. 
Award-winning restingglitchface.com. All right, everybody. Uh, we Redemptionpodcast.com. Will... <laughs> All right. Well, th- thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you guys next time. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Thanks.